Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brazuda and Bob Labriola. Welcome to another edition of Agree to Disagree, the podcast, the soon-to-be award-winning show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. So the Kenny Pickett era has begun, and what also is just beginning is him learning what it takes to be a successful quarterback in the NFL, and also what life is like for an NFL quarterback. And Pickett got a little taste of that in Buffalo in his first NFL start in terms of what life is like for an NFL quarterback when referee John Hussey kept the yellow hanky in his pocket despite the Bills taking a couple of cheap shots, the first on a hit after Pickett had gone into a feet-first slide, and then another shortly after that when a defender went at his knee when he was trying to throw a pass. I know Kenny is a regular listener to this podcast because, you know, who isn't? And even though there are different rules for protecting a quarterback when he's in the pocket versus when he's out of the pocket, here's rule number one. Had those things happened to Josh Allen when he was doing the exact same things, flags would have flown like it was the 4th of July. Oh, and Kenny, if you want to see officials bend over backward to protect a guy who does your job, just wait until Sunday at (laughs) Acrisure Stadium when Tampa Bay's in town. Because if you don't happen to know who their starting quarterback is, it is indeed Tom Brady, who I believe once drew a roughing the passer penalty on a defensive player who had the audacity to breathe on him without using Listerine before taking the field. Okay, now that we've explained the inconsistency (laughs) with NFL officiating, as well as who's right and who's wrong, let's move on to this week's pressing issues. Statement number one. Let's stick with the Kenny Pickett narrative. The Steelers got three points and went 0 for 4 in the red zone, and Kenny Pickett still distinguished himself in career start number one. I agree, Labs, and uh, I agree uh, trying to emphasize that I am not a Kenny Pickett apologist. I'm, I'm not a Kenny Pickett fan, per se. I didn't think he should have been the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, but everything I have seen uh, as he has moved his way up the depth chart uh, and everything I've heard from him has really blown me away. Uh, I think this guy is presenting a picture that I have rarely, if ever, seen from a rookie, particularly a rookie quarterback. And uh, when we when we say distinguished himself, I'm not even talking about statistics. I know the Steelers put some notes out about what Pickett did, passing yards in the second half relative to other rookie quarterbacks in franchise history, making their first career start, uh, his completions and total yards uh, compared to other 
rookie quarterbacks around the league in their first NFL start since the AFL-NFL merger. I'm just talking about the way he played the game, about the way he attacked the position, and uh, then he won another press conference afterward, Labs, and I know you got to win the game, not the press conference, but when he talks about, hey, I might be a rookie, but I'm the quarterback, and there are inherent leadership responsibilities attached to that, and here's how I'm going to do it, I just – Full speed ahead to me. He's certainly got to play better, uh, but there's no reason to believe he won't. And Labs, here's how into Kenny Pickett I am in terms of what I've seen from his performance. I talked uh, last week with tight end Zach Gentry, who you might uh, realize is a Michigan man. And (laughs) Gentry said, and I quote, there's no reason to believe he won't be special. And I fully endorse the opinion of Michigan man Zach Gentry as it relates to Kenny Pickett, even if it was kind of a double negative thing, but let's not get into that. <laughs> That's a strong statement right there. And I'm not I, talking I can't about be anything any stronger. except yeah, I can, than a, you endorsing the Michigan man. Yes. That, to me, is the strongest part of that statement. Uh, I'm going to agree with you and with the statement, uh, as well as a lot of the things, you know, the points that you made. Um, let me say this, and, I, and you know, Winning is the most important thing, uh, and the Steelers with Kenny Pickett were not good enough to win in his first NFL start. But I definitely think um, he he showed enough things that justified the fact that he was drafted in the first round uh, and you know thrown into the mix as a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. And I also think he certainly justified the decision to bench Mitch Trubisky and make him the starter. You know, we can argue about when it should have happened or didn't happen or any of that stuff. But when it did happen, uh, I think it was, it was the right move to make. Um, I agree with you. You know, we've talked about this during when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback and I would always make the case that there's difference. There's a difference between playing quarterback and being the quarterback. And I'm not ready to put Pickett in that, in that area yet. I mean, that, that's, that's, that would be just ridiculous. But uh, what Pickett showed last Sunday in Buffalo, he had poise. Uh, he had nice handling of the mechanics of the position for the most part. You know, no slappy delay game penalties. There weren't a bunch of burn timeouts. And you and I both remember, you know, the things that Bubby Brister used to call fixing to come unglued, which was a trademark of the Joe Walton era. We didn't see any of that. Pickett also got the ball to Pickens. Uh, he used his mobility. You know, he didn't. He definitely didn't get enough help. Uh, but I saw enough that he would be my starter for the rest of the season as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, he he might not be the quarterback yet, but he understands you have to be right. You know, right. You, you don't just have to have quarterback skills. You have to be the quarterback, and I think grasping that early on is he's very advanced. Uh, you know, as a guy who played. 16 years of college football and entered the NFL at age 37 should be. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. Or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. <laughs> Statement number two. As it pertains to the defense, 
It's time to adopt the motto of Civil War Admiral David Farragut when he said, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Translating that into uh, football, in other words, blitz as many and as often as necessary to start getting pressure on the passer. You know, when you're going to hit me with Civil War references in general and a little uh, Admiral David Farragut in particular, it's going to be hard for me to disagree. But I am going to disagree just from from this context, Lab, and stay with me. Uh, It's clear they're not getting enough pressure with four. But I, I guess blitzing just on its own is not going to solve the problem. They have to actually do it well. And uh, the play I'll bring up to uh, exemplify the point I'm trying to make, the 98-yard touchdown pass at the start of the game in Buffalo was a blitz. Now, they had both outside wide receivers doubled. They had Minka Fitzpatrick up at the line of scrimmage. He ran a delayed blitz. And, boy, if he didn't get in clean, he maybe got breathed on on the way by the left guard on his way to Josh Allen. I'm not sure if if Fitzpatrick was a tick late on his charge. Uh, I'm not sure if Levi Wallace should have been playing press coverage on the right side, which would have prevented Gabe Davis from getting as clean a release as he got. But it looked like it was drawn up very well. It looked like it was executed pretty well, but just not quite good enough. And, you know, what do they call almost winning? Losing. Uh, That was a big play that, you know, everything's got to go right when you blitz. And I agree they can't uh, just allow themselves to be picked apart the way they they were or or have been since T.J. Watt went out of the lineup. But I'm I'm not sure you just hit the blitz button and that's the answer. So I'll disagree. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you and agree with the statement because, you know, the bottom line for me is rushing with four isn't working. It's just not. It's not working against Jacoby Brissett and Zach Wilson, you know, those kind of quarterbacks. <laughs> it was a disaster uh, on Sunday against Josh Allen. I mean, imagine giving the guy who's going to be in there on Sunday time to survey the field and pick out a receiver. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even want to consider that. So, um, you yeah, know, but they've I never gotten that. to him with the blitz either. Have they? Well, but he's a, he, they've never gone after him when he's 115 years old yet either. So who knows? <laughs> um, Keep trying. But, eventually you'll get there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I understand that blitzing is going to put more pressure on the coverage. But, I mean, what, what's the worst that could happen? Giving up 98-yard touchdown pass and a 62-yard touchdown pass to the same guy in the same game? Uh, yeah, they have to get better at doing it. But just because they're not good at it now – you know, to me, the alternative doesn't work. They've tried that enough that the alternative doesn't work. They cannot get pressure with four without T.J. Watt. And so um, until he comes back, you know, and I, I don't imagine him riding in on a white horse on Wednesday to practice and then, you know, running out of the tunnel on Sunday, uh, you, you gotta you got to start doing some different things. Uh, I remember Dick LeBeau telling me one time, you know, that, once a quarterback starts thinking, man, don't use of, his head. <laughs> no, not that one. This was a different one. This was a different Lebeauism. Once a quarterback starts thinking that a blitz is coming, you know, or he starts worrying that a blitz is coming, you know, that's when he feels pressure when it's not necessarily there, and then he starts throwing you the football. And so, you know, maybe a blitz helps the coverage a little bit into forcing some bad throws, some quick throws, some throws to the wrong guy. You know, maybe it, you got to go back a little bit to a zone blitz concept so you don't put um, 
so much pressure on your secondary to, to cover man to man all over the field. Uh, and you know, it doesn't have to be all the time, every snap, but I mean, it, it, it can't be trying to rush with four all the time, uh, with every, uh, on every snap either, because, um, you know, it, it's just a slow and certain death try to me looks to me anyway. Uh, without pressure on the passer. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's a complicated issue. It's funny that I go back to that 98-yard touchdown, and one of the things that they had done in recent weeks, which kind of had me scratching my head a little bit, is even when they would pressure, they would have the two safeties deep, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. don't you want to get these guys involved and have them cover the underneath stuff? Well, on that nine, it's third and ten from the two-yard line, and they know they're going to blitz. They had both the safeties. In this case, it was Arthur Millette and Trey Norwood. They were playing the sticks, Lab. Like you know, they knew they had help responsibilities outside, but they weren't back out of the play watching. And what happens when you bring them up? The guy gets <laughs> behind you and they score a 98-yard touchdown. So uh, if David Farragut were around today, he might say, uh, you know, sometimes you're damned if you're due and the boat sinks anyway. <laughs> Statement number three. I'm not angry at James Daniel for popping DeMar Hanlon after the cheap shot on Kenny Pickett. I'm angry that more of his team line mates – teammate line mates weren't there right along with them i'll disagree with the latter part and uh let me preface my comments by saying normally i'm not a big fan of vigilante justice i i, I don't think uh, players should take that kind of stuff on themselves particularly when it draws yellow flags and hurts the ball club uh daniels explained afterward that he thought for sure there was going to be a penalty on the initial hit on Pickett, so the worst thing that he was going to do was negate that and he'd still have a first down. Well, it didn't work out that way, but uh, I still like what he did because the game was out of hand, and with Kenny Pickett making his first start, I, I thought that set a tone and, and showed uh, an esprit de corps and a camaraderie that they're going to need to get themselves uh, out of this one and four malaise that they're in. I don't think the rest of them needed to get involved uh, one guy did it. it, you know, if Kevin Dotson's running over and he sees Daniels taking care of business, okay, we got this covered. Uh, I think you got to be very careful with this kind of stuff. But I I was encouraged uh, by what Daniels did just because of uh, the perspective I thought uh, it, it shined a light on in terms of how the Steelers feel about Kenny Pickett here as he gets his career going. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you again and agree with the statement. And, you know, the statement says – they weren't there right along with him. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're supposed to start a brawl. But how about backing up your guy on the Bills' sideline? How about getting over there? And, uh, you know, because we we saw it uh, with the, the previous group of offensive linemen. And, you know, Marquise Pouncey, uh, he was the enforcer. You know, we saw it a bunch of times. When anybody would mess with Ben, Pouncey was right there. And he would mix it up. And who was also along there with him all the time? DeCastro. Now, DeCastro didn't throw any punches necessarily or anything, but he was there too. And that's what this line, I think, needs to develop and needs to start showing. Because, you know, while it's developing as a group in terms of its play, I also think it has to establish itself as a group that is not going to tolerate any shenanigans with the quarterback. It's just not. I mean, and, uh, you know, you talked about vigilante justice. Here's a little tip. Uh, don't get Wolfley started on that stuff because uh, in the 80s, 
uh, vigilante justice. I mean, and I understand it's not the '80s anymore. Oh, they'll tell but, us they they were coached to do that. You know, yeah. If, if the refs well, don't take care know, of it, you got to take care of it. I just, I, I think they got other issues right now. Uh, get get to the second level and block a linebacker, and then you can start worrying about that other stuff. Well, again, yes, they have to worry about getting to the second level and blocking a linebacker. Uh, but when you when one of your guys uh, is defending the quarterback. You know, get yourself in the area just to, you know, show your face. Get on TV, if nothing else. Uh, because, you know, the, the whole thing about getting handled on the lines of scrimmage with this Steelers team is real. And it's got to end. It's got to end. And I'm not saying you fight because or draw penalties or any of that stuff, but there is a way to establish yourselves as individuals and as a group that is not going to tolerate extracurriculars. You're just not going to do that. You know, Farragut, so, Farragut never would have <laughs> tolerated extracurricular. Hey. He, he ran a tight ship, Lab. Matter of fact, he ran a bunch of ships. <laughs> but they were all and, wood and they caught fire and sunk easily. And you know, who he, he was on the winning side of that war, though. By the way, <laughs> just so you know, uh, you know, it's to me, it's a whole lot like you get a big dog, you know, and you put him in your yard, and the dog barks for a while and growls at some people, and you know what happens? People don't come in your yard anymore. Word gets around. Hey, don't mess with that yard. They got a big mean dog in there, and that's what this offensive line can do, and they need to start doing just to because then after you get after you get the reputation, you know the dog doesn't have to bite anybody anymore. He can just sit there, give you that look, and you back away because hey, I'm telling you. When I was a kid, I knew which yards had the dogs. And when the ball when the wiffle ball went in those yards, hey, I went on to JC Penny yeah. or no more Woolworths or whatever. Yeah. No, bought another one. Yeah. Used your used my allowance and went on and bought another wiffle ball because I wasn't going in there and trample that lady's flowers with that big dog in there. Did you ever yell, How about them dogs? Or was that just like a college <laughs> thing? How about them cowboys? That's what, you know, I, I never heard about how about them dogs. Oh, that's a Georgia thing, Coach. Yeah. that's. that's but that they do how about them dogs? Oh, yeah. That's big in Athens. Oh. I remember. Got some pretty the, big the first, dogs down there this year, by the way. Yeah. The the first time I remember a lot of the barking and how about them dogs and stuff was when uh, your uh, county, um, you know, cohort, Tony Dorsett, as he was known at the time, carved up them dogs pretty good in that 1977 Sugar Bowl, January 1st, 1977 Sugar Bowl. Yeah, he never worried right. about the size of the dog. No, well, he was the biggest dog. And I don't know that a dog could catch him, even though the dog had has four legs and he only had two. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I've agreed to disagree to quote Beano Cook. Haven't, Haven't they we suffered, suffered enough? enough? <laughs> <laughs> the show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. Great, uh, great Farragut reference, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel pressure next week to uh, top it, and I don't know if I can. Well, I don't know if I can. I, I doubt that you will. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.